0: everybody, this is Monica from the Guardian Scholars Program, and you are listening to Unguarded. I believe this is our fourth podcast, so we're four in. Thank you for joining us, thanking you for being a partner with us, and just staying connected. Like We really appreciate you. Today is May 27th, and we have a really interesting topic for you today. We are going to be talking about grief, and not in a sad way, hopefully in a more informative way. And uh, we just want to talk about some of the feelings we've been going through, ways we've been processing, um, self-isolating, and, and our stay-in-place orders, and especially the fact that we will not be back on campus technically as a program until January 4th. So hi to everybody. Um, I want to let all of my co-hosts say hello to you. And then we have a special guest today, and I'll let him introduce yourselves. But um, Amelia and uh, Daisy, you guys want to say Hi.
1: Hey, this is Amelia, checking in all the way from Kentucky, (laughs) Um, and just hanging out for now, enjoying our first real week of summer. Right. Boiling to death. Uh,
0: First (laughs) weekend, it's over 100, well over Mm. 100, so yeah, I feel you. Thanks for being here,
2: Amelia. Thanks. Hi, everybody, Um, and I'm Daisy. I'm still in Bakersfield, and this week is hot here. It's like going to be 107, I think. But I'm
0: just hanging in there. Yeah, that's unfair. 107 (laughs) in the end of May. I don't know. I don't want to know where we are in July. And then we have a special guest today, and um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. So, Steve, go for it.
3: Well, hi, everybody. I'm Steve Walsh, I'm the director of the Educational Opportunity Program and Guardian Scholars Program at CSU Bakersfield. And it's good to be on here.
0: Thank you. Thanks for being here. We had some students um, present some questions about you, Steve. Um, first of all, they want to know who you are and, uh, and why did we choose you to do this? And I'll answer it the second one first, because we chose you to do this because you're our director <laughs> of EOP. Um, and that's a tiny introduction. But tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, how long have you been at Cal State? Who are you? What do you do? What's your life like? Like, catch us up. Tell us all the good stuff.
3: The good stuff. Okay. Um, well, I've been at CSUB since I was a freshman at CSUB, which is a long time ago. Um, I graduated, but I never really left. Uh, yep. I've been in EOP since basically 1992. I started working in Summer Bridge as a student assistant and a tutor. Um, and, you know, I've done Summer Bridge every year since, which is about 27 years summer bridge um i've been professional staff for over 20 years it's been i think it's like my 21st year or something like that um and i you know live in bakersfield live three blocks from my parents um i didn't go very far (laughs) i think i've had a long journey but i haven't gone very far uh we got two boys uh two kids liam and luke uh luke is celebrating his eighth grade graduation this week um so I'll have two high school students at this point. Oh um, wow,
0: that's crazy!
3: crosses crosses the virtual stage of junior high graduation, which there's no graduation. They just kind of cheer for you, and you drive by, and right. Um, it's just a different time, but that's kind of what this podcast is about. What a great segue into this <laughs> time that we're
0: absolutely. At. I you have uh, two high schoolers now, and I'm just in the middle of getting one kid out of college and the other one in and it's it's crazy it's it's definitely a change and I think that's what this podcast is about is how we're all processing all of these changes and um, I'm really glad we chose this topic today and I'll tell you why because and I'm just going to self disclose a tiny bit a couple of weeks ago when it was announced that we wouldn't be back on campus technically until January 4th I really was a little bit spun out, and I don't know if you were, Steve or Daisy. I know you've mentioned before another podcast you prefer online classes. Yes, but there's still like we're still in the middle of a bunch of change, and and um, I really began to feel like, oh my god, that's months away, and for some reason it hit me like really hard, and I couldn't really identify why I was feeling, why I was why I was feeling that way, or a- actually what I was feeling. Until I started talking to some people, Steve being one of them. And I was like, you know what I'm experiencing? I'm experiencing grief. And sometimes we mm-hmm. associate that word with death, with maybe a loss of a relationship, with things that seem more tragic than what we're going through right now. But the foundation of all of those things is tremendous change, right? And yeah, and, yeah. and so... I really thought this was a timely conversation because we're going into summertime and we're going as a program into a time where we would normally be super active, like face-to-face on campus with our students almost daily. And right now we're finding new ways to innovate programming and reaching out to students and being present in one another's lives, whether we're working together or we're just working with our students. So I thought it was a good topic. When I talked it over with Steve, he mentioned a really great article that he'd stumbled upon as well as like a two minute mini podcast from NPR. So Steve, do you want to maybe kind of share some of that information with us? And then we'll talk about some other points of grief that maybe we've become more aware of or that we're experiencing. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, we can, we can, we can delve right into the, um, the, the topic. Um, none of this is mine. Like, um, I always say I'm not a psychiatrist, exactly. not a psychologist, right. not a counselor. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not plugging my book, but I did write a book about uh, coping with uh, parenting kids with autism, which is part part of my personal experience and how I've coped with that. Mm-hmm. It's strictly written to help other parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it when it goes into the kind of the mind and the traps that your mind can go into, that that sort of fascinates me as it always has. Um, one of the themes of what I what I write is about how you're always just fighting yourself you know, you're fighting some version of yourself or you're fighting mm-hmm. your own anticipation or your, your own um, your own hopes and your own worries are kind of what are your biggest enemy mm-hmm. more than any other person or, or thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came across this work um, about grief, uh, which is by David Kessler and David Kessler worked with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who was the one who gave us those five stages of grief. Uh, which you probably study in psychology one hundred and one, yeah. um, and so you know it's, this is a college audience so we can we can talk about that but it's basically if if you go through a tragedy you go through several stages of of, of coping with that um you know the first thing we do is deny that's where you scream no 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 that can't possibly be the, the case that's that's not that's not what i want for my life that's not what's going on uh we go to anger um
0: Hold on, I'm taking you know, notes. No, I just can't go ahead. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking notes.
3: So yeah, wait a I, minute. <laughs> again, I'm not not a psychologist. I'm not trying to run this like a class, and I I, I wouldn't be the first person to ask about it. But I I, I do identify how these. I, I identify with this. I'm talking about my my freshman year. I took psychology 101 my freshman year at CSUB, um, oh. and I remember it was Beth Rienzi was yeah. my teacher. If anyone had Beth Rienzi back in the day, and she she went over I these, did. and I I was like, wow, that's it's yeah, actually that's true. true. You know, my I had just lost my uh, grandfather uh, a few years before that. And I thought, that's exactly what I I went through, you know. Um, You know, so then there's bargaining, there's sadness, there's acceptance. And the idea is to get to that acceptance point. You know, you still have to go through all these different phases. Um, So when when all this came down, I know we, we were all in the office and we were all kind of trying to figure out what was going on before we were actually pushed off campus, which was really weird time and i know you had jr on last for your last podcast. right yeah. <laughs> uh you know if i'm the glass half full person jr is the glasses on fire yes. person <laughs> he was charging yeah. in and out of the room you know he's gonna hear this yeah. i don't care he's charging and out of the office going like it's the end of the world and everything and you know trying to keep it tamp everything down keep everyone calm because that's you know panic doesn't do you a whole lot of good um but you also have to be realistic, you know, you have to start planning in advance. Right. And, you know, he was, he was definitely in that, uh, that denial and anger yes. phase <laughs> of, of dealing with all this. Um, but yeah, January 4th, 2021, being told that that's when you're coming back to physical work, um, knowing that what we do is connecting directly with students, right. uh, whether it be in Summer Bridge or um, in our offices and, and one-on-one sessions, advising or counseling sessions, Uh, Just seeing students come in, you know, we uh, made a lot of efforts to get new computers in the computer lab for our Mm -hmm. students. And now they're going to sit there basically brand new for six months until uh, we get students back on campus. Um, So it's a it's a changed world. And that's one thing. One of the things that David Kessler talks about um, is that the world has changed. You know, that's part of the grief that you're feeling. It's an uneasiness. It's it's nothing you can put your finger on. Maybe you personally haven't had a, a tragedy in your life but there's this definite impending feeling of something weird and wrong and and that ends up being a a couple of things it ends up being the fact that um you've lost something you've lost your sense of security mainly um we don't feel safe walking outside Mm -hmm. uh we don't we wonder if we're going to get sick um you've lost some of your opportunities uh maybe you had an opportunity to travel like for my son's birthday we were going to go to yosemite for the first time with him so we could see the majesty that is the yosemite valley had reservations for uh may I think it was may 9th and we got an email saying Your reservations are canceled parks closed so um you know so there's a lot of things that you had opportunities to do that you can't do right now um so there is a there's a loss it's not necessarily a person that who's gotten sick and passed away or a person who's gotten sick and recovered that you've gone through that with um but there's definitely a, a loss of of something yeah. and that's what we're, I think what a lot of us are feeling. I
0: think that one of the things and Amelia, Daisy, jump in on this if you want, one of the things that I grieved the most was my loss of my schedule. Obviously seeing everybody but that's something we are going through collectively and and you know, Kessler also mentions we are we can go through collective grief, anticipatory grief, all of those you know, kind of types of grief but I think for me it was like I lost my schedule and I didn't realize what a scheduled person I truly was And I've had to really fight, especially coming back to the January 4th date to reestablish my schedule, reestablish, you know, um, how I'm going to get myself motivated every day and what that means because I'm doing it individually now instead of collectively. So just that loss of community and that loss of scheduling. Amelia, Daisy, anything
1: so I'm just, yeah, yeah I, I was gonna say I knew exactly how much of a scheduled person. Did we you, Amelia? This. I don't
0: even know that about myself. Um, yes. Really? We're highly I regimented.
1: Know. You're the most organized scheduled
0: person. I don't I know. think organized, but, um, I have, but I I find great comfort in schedule. I do. That's why I'm up mm-hmm. at four a.m. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah.
1: Um, I was gonna say it didn't really hit me until I um. I was experiencing the loss of my plans for right. this year basically. I was on my way back to California and right. who wants to drive across the country and touch a bunch of gas mm-hmm. station and hotel mm-hmm. door room, you know, handles now. Um, you can't do it. And you can't even get a job or guarantee that the job will be there in six right. months anyway. Um, schools are rescinding um, acceptances and funding.
0: Right.
1: Um, and even my sister, I missed her graduation this May. Um, but I'm still sort of in the denial phase, I think, because even when we got the notice that CSUB and all the other CSUs were not going to... Um, be in person in the fall I was still thinking like oh well maybe something will happen over the summer and they'll change their mind they're just being proactive but the longer it goes on (laughs) I don't know Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: trying to be optimistic but yeah we have to be real yeah
0: and we'll talk about what we can do about this in a second Mm -hmm. But I think that it's cool that we're kind of, like, discussing openly, like, yeah, we're all experiencing this in a different way. Daisy, did you have anything you wanted to speak to about that?
2: Yeah, with me, I was really used to just going out, going to get ice cream with Santi mm-hmm. and um, my son. And so now I, I can't take him with me if I go to the store. Right. I can't just mm-hmm. take him to the park like we used to go. I can't go to the grocery store with him. Um and then it's scary to just go out there and then know that like anything can happen. You can with every get, minute, yeah. <laughs> there's like shot. the virus, you can touch something, you, somebody can, you know, anything. It's just so scary, yep.
0: So we're missing those rituals too. And I think that's yeah. one thing I'm really missing is my daily little rituals. Like people have a ritual of Starbucks every day, some people have a ritual of taking a walk or going to the mall or whatever we do. And I think that we're like redefining how we establish these things in this new normal because for a little while at least, and hopefully it only is a little while, we are establishing a new normal. And I think that's what we're all feeling. And Steve, I love that you mentioned stages of grief. And one thing that I learned in my psych 101 class and then other counseling classes I took later post-grad was that (laughs) we can jump between those stages of grief that we don't always follow them in sequence and that sometimes we can be like, okay, cool. I've accepted this. And the next day we're back to anger or bargaining, or I can't believe this is happening. And I say this every podcast, sometimes I'll be moving through my day and I'll just stop and I'll go, is this real? Or am I dreaming? No, I'm not dreaming still here. (laughs) We're still doing this. And so, yeah, it's just this really sudden recognition of reality and it flies into my brain for a minute. And so I find myself jumping between these stages. So, you know, sometimes we find comfort and have to remember like, it's okay to go back to one of the stages or maybe to move forward one day, fill one, the next day fill the other. So anyway, that was really interesting to me when I read that and learned it in school in college because I didn't know that I thought once you're through it you're through it you know what I mean and that's not yeah that's I not wish. the way our emotions work and our processes work so
1: and especially because this is like an ongoing trauma it's not like an event that happened and now we can process exactly. it's, it's still right. happening and we don't have an end date which is I think part of why it's so bad for right everyone
2: right mentally. yeah and even if things do start to open up, like um, it's going to be a different normal now. We're going to have to follow some new, um, like requirements when we go into the store or like the barbershop, meet right. with my son, you
0: know? Yeah, I'm just cutting my own hair right now. <laughs> See, what do you do with your hair? <laughs>
3: i exactly. it myself. I got this wall wall rechargeable clippers, and you just get the mirrors right.
0: Heck yeah, my I'm wall. I'm really good at long layers now. Like I can, I think I can do anybody's hair now. <laughs> anyway, oh for real, I've been uh, well, as, as,
3: dead well. You were talking about uh, how you can re- revert back to different stages uh in the five stages, and again, not to yeah. not to lecture about it, but it's, it seems to be manif- manifest in a lot of what you see on the news, like you think about what some of the protests are going on. Um, there were two big things this weekend, right? They were showing the the pools yes. full of people that were celebrating the fact that it's oh the gosh. first you know, Memorial Day weekend and yeah. it's the start of summer. And then you also see armed protesters carrying AR-15s in front right. of government buildings saying we need to reopen our state, reopen our state. Mm-hmm. And really, that's people going through these different stages and going right immediately back to denial, which are the Seriously? people in the pool. <laughs> yeah. And. And anger, which are the people who are standing in front of the the, uh, government building screaming to open up the state. Yeah.
0: Those are two stages of grief, people. (laughs) Watch for those. (laughs) Um, So what I'd like to talk about next, if you guys want to, is maybe talk about how you all are dealing with your stages of grief with maybe this you know, processing some of these feelings, again, for me, I was very surprised to put that word to what I was feeling. But once I did, and this is one of the things that the podcast that Steve referred me to, um, or recommended to me, and I'll put that link in our bio so you guys can check it out as well. It's from PR. But one of the things that I really found informative and helpful was to put that word grief to how I was feeling helped me process it faster. Because at first I was like, what am I feeling? Like, am I am I depressed? Am I sad? Am I like, I couldn't put a word to it. And when I did, I was like, okay, I know what it is. And now maybe I can deal with it a little bit better. So. Yeah,
1: I agree. I was um, I was going to mention something that I actually learned from you, Monica, um, in my first or second year of school, um, something about like accepting and then releasing your feelings Mm -hmm. like sitting with them when they come when you feel like whatever you're feeling just sit with Mm -hmm. it allow it to be and it gets processed faster and you can move on if you ignore it you ignore your feelings and think oh I should be feeling something else I should be doing something else right now I don't have time to feel this that's when it festers and it sticks around and you have to deal with it later Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's that's what I've been trying to Mm -hmm. do
0: (laughs) somewhat successfully absolutely yeah, I agree. I agree, Daisy.
1: I've just been trying
2: to find like new ways to be um, busy because now I have more time on my hands, and I have Santiago, and so I've just been trying to stay busy to um, enjoy my time with him too. Because uh, you know, when I have work and he has school, I only get a few hours right. with him every day, so. Mm-hmm. I've just been like really enjoying really playing with him like living in the Mm -hmm. moment right now and thinking of the positive things that are happening because of this so the major thing that's positive in my life is that I get to have so much time with Santiago and like interact with him and play with him and do things that I
0: wouldn't be able to do if um, this wasn't happening. Yeah for sure we have more time and I think again, it's like learning how to utilize that time and stay positive about it instead of sitting around brooding about having our time with our or people hopefully with that we love and that we care about and, or maybe for, with ourselves that we love and care about ourselves, you know? Steve, how are you mm-hmm. processing this? Yes. How are you working through it?
3: Well, staying busy is, you know, that's that's, that's a big one because if you're busy, you can't focus on mm-hmm. everything else that's happening. Um, and there is definitely a lot to do. Everything is a lot slower right now. You know, it takes a lot longer to get things done. Um, You have several plates spinning at one different, any given time with all the things you're trying to do. And they, you're not getting an immediate response. You know, a lot of stuff is not, not instantaneous. So um, one of the things that Kessler talked about in that, uh, that article was to, to find objects. You know, he said five, I would, I would just say, just say three. And you know, in in reading that and reflecting on what, you know, I would do it a couple of times and I would do it in this space, which again is like the kid's space. So it's a lot of (laughs) kid stuff. But it made me think about um, the idea of a memento, right? And as humans, we kind of collect certain things that are like ours or that were given to us and we set it someplace and it seems like we get way too much junk, you know, like way too much stuff around us. Um, And I I was was making me wonder what as a human, why we're doing that, right? And I think it's actually for times like this, right? Um, because if you're surrounded by things that represent you, that were either gifted to you or that have a special memory for you, uh, when you play his game of finding five objects around you or three objects, or whatever it is, and if you're starting to, you know, really feel out of it, really trying, to really just sinking in your chair, you know, is just pick those, just look around you. Like I can look over and see a guitar, right? Like I, don't know, I remember getting that when I was like. 16 and I was like wow I can I'm gonna be right. a rock and roll star now <laughs> it was acoustic guitar right and then I could look over here and I see like this little ceramic owl that one of my cousins in Mexico gave me on my first trip there in, in 2000 I think it was uh, and he was just a little kid then he's a doctor now oh, wow. but he's a little kid back then and it was the only thing he really had to like give me as I was leaving you know because we had bonded when we were there in Juan Pablo and so I can go through those objects and just, just connecting with that thing that's kind of been sitting there collecting mm-hmm. dust for five or six years. Um, it, it draws you out of that to say like, well, now he's a doctor right. now. You know, like, We had this moment back then, you know, we, we still email, still see each other. He came up here and stayed with us for a while. But you can yes. kind of look at that and it, it just draws you out of that, not necessarily depression, yes. but maybe sadness, maybe that feeling of ennui or whatever it is that you want to yes. label that. Um, So I would really suggest doing that. And that's, it's like changing your focus, right? You change your focus, you know, again, five minutes, like you said, sit with your feeling. It's like spend five Mm -hmm. minutes in that worst case scenario. Like oh my gosh, everyone I know dies and the entire world burns down. It's like, hey, if you're going to give that five minutes, you also have to give the best case That's scenario true. five minutes. Good
0: point. So what yes. if I
3: what if I become a millionaire? What if I become Hold a on, millionaire because notes. of this? Like I come up with some
0: sort of <laughs> best five minutes. What if I come scenario. up with some sort of device?
3: Yeah. Maybe I come up with a fashion mask that takes off, and all of a sudden, like you know, everyone's buying exactly. it. Now I'm a millionaire. Like you have to give yourself equal. Yeah, you know, we used to have this rule in news where you had to get equal time to both political parties. Right. It went away in the '80s. It used to be like, if you do a story for 30 seconds about a Republican senator, you have to do 30 seconds about a Democratic senator. Um, I right. think we need that in our minds, right? Like, if you're gonna worst-case scenario and gloom and doom everything, you force yourself to do the equal amount of time, saying like, you know, what? If, what if my son ends up curing this? You know, you know, becomes a world-renowned doctor. You know. Um give yourself give yourself that too to just be equal, right? Be fair Absolutely. and equitable to yourself.
0: Okay. So let me just review because believe it or not, we have some other Guardian Scholars programs up and down the state of California listening to our podcast and taking notes because they DM me and tell me I took notes on your podcast. So let's summarize this real quick. Aww. I know, right? Hi guys. Um Amelia, uh, <laughs> really quickly, what was your what was your process?
1: Um my process is um sitting with my feelings accepting and releasing or attempting to release but at least releasing them in the moment rather than trying to fester if I feel like crying I'm doing it if I feel like going through the worst case then I do it and then I can move on with my day or my hour at least great
0: thank you Daisy real quick what was yours so I've been staying Busy and then
2: finding ways to stay busy and staying positive and looking at all the positive things that have come from yes. what's going on now, which is spending a lot of time with my mindset.
0: Totally. Steve, give us the five and five yeah. super quick.
3: I'll okay. give you three, three. <laughs> uh, I'm, and three. And again, shamelessly plugging my book, but this is where I actually Plug, put this down Steve. the first time.
0: Plug that uh, the book. Three,
3: the three step. <laughs> The, the three steps I I, I I cover in my book are change your focus uh, mm. decline to compare and open right. yourself right and I, I'll give you examples real quick. decline you change your focus in every moment. that's where you if you're gonna gloom and doom, equal time to a best case scenario. change that you you have control of your focus you change it right. you direct it where you want to. Uh, decline to compare you you opt out mm-hmm. of comparison. you opt out of comparing the present Good point. to the past like, Oh my gosh! Now I like this, but if I would have been back ten years ago, and if I graduated then, I would do this and that. Decline to com- decline to compare your life to someone else's True. life, because you're never going to make a fair comparison. You're going to what are Kim and Kanye doing? <laughs> I, I, that's right. not a fair comparison, and you don't know even know what their life is like. You might not even like their life. I do. I life. know what so it's really to like. Compare. My son's friend oh, works behind
0: the scenes, but never mind. We're not going to go there. <laughs> yes, it is. That's a different podcast. <laughs> Celebrity
3: and then, uh, and then open yourself. Let's say open yourself. It's open yourself to new opportunities yes. in this changed world. Um, you know the world's going to change, and it's going to keep changing. It's going to change ten years from now, and the the most. Uh, successful organisms are the ones that evolved to survive Good that changed point. world. Uh, but if you're not open to it, if you're, if you're rigid, you have a fixed mindset instead of a, right. a growth mindset, you're never going to adjust to that world. And you're always going to feel right. incongruous with that world. Um, so those you. are my okay, three okay. Tips. I'm just going
0: to give you a couple of mine because I don't think anyone's touched upon this one yet. I'm a super visual kinesthetic person, learner, processor. And for me, I do sit with my feelings for a moment because A long time ago, I would just ignore them and I would pretend like they weren't there. And then I realized now I have to feel that even if it's a negative feeling or sit with my positive feelings for a moment and be in that moment. But if it happens to be a negative few moments, I have to sit with, I always do something physical to get myself out of it and to get my endorphins going and to kind of refocus and ground myself, physically ground myself. And then I become emotionally grounded. So being willing to sit with, yes. Yes sitting with something too long is dangerous, because then that can that can throw us into different levels of sadness, depression, grief that maybe we could have avoided had we put into place some of those physical responses that we have through movement. So for me, it's been very important to maintain my physical activity, to maintain my wellness efforts. And so I really just wanted to kind of throw that in there, because that for me is key. And I think so many people really don't Place that much value on movement, no matter what the movement is. So get up and move, like, don't get stuck. Right. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, okay. Awesome discussion about the topic. You guys, thank you for being willing to disclose some of your, you know, personal processes and thank you for contributing in terms of the information. We're going to switch gears for a second because Steve, I know you got the outline, but we do a little segment where we talk about our tip or trick or pick of the week. And we just talk about like something that we're really into or that's interesting to us or maybe something we learned and like we can share it with our with our audience. So who wants to go first?
1: I have a good one okay. this week. Yeah, just started last night. Um, how to get... Free green onions for life, basically, is when you use them, you can just get a bunch. They're like 50 cents at the store, Mm -hmm. use them all, and then keep about an inch or an inch and a half at the bottom, the white part down at the root. And then put that in a, a shallow amount of water, put it on the windowsill, and they sprout. Like, I just literally started a few of them last night, and today they're already growing. Wow. Um, so after a week, you put them in the ground, and then you just keep chopping off the top, and they just keep going forever. In theory, I don't know. I'll keep you guys updated. But Get
0: back <laughs> to us. Thank you. That's a cool one, though. I love that. I've heard of that when I haven't tried it, so I'm yeah. going to try it. And it happens so fast. Overnight. It's Like in a day. You just have to
1: change the water um, every day, and then after a week or two, put them in the dirt, and then you're
0: good. Nice. Very cool. Daisy, what's yours? So right now, I'm really loving avocados.
1: (laughs) Are they in season right now? Somewhere
2: in the world. (laughs) They're just so good right now. They're like so um, soft, but not Mm -hmm. too soft, just like good. And they go... um, you can put them on everything, on a toast, on chicken, like everything.
0: I put, Yeah, I put them in my smoothie. I blend them and just shoot them back. They're amazing.
1: You know, some people just eat them like they, they should salt try them. I do. Eat them with a spoon. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: Straight, <laughs> out, one of <laughs> straight out of the skin. Exactly. Not a problem. <laughs> Best way. So that's your pick of the week, Daisy, is avocados? Yes. Awesome. Love it. Avocados. Steve, <laughs> give us a tip, pick, or trick of the week.
3: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the theme. Um, my my <laughs> oldest son is really into hot foods. Um, I try to like challenge him with these sauces and stuff if I ever travel. So I bring some, mm-hmm. back something hot for him to eat, mm-hmm. and he seems to have no like wow. limit to what he can eat. Uh, go- ghost pepper oh, stuff, wow. you know, it's like the hotter the better for him, right? So his way of um, you know he doesn't use the red pepper flakes on pizza. He actually uses jalapeno fle- flakes. <laughs> And so what we did was we had this little patch where we usually grow tomatoes. But then this year, I realized, like, none of us really eat (laughs) tomatoes. So (laughs) there's not much point. Um, I mean, I can make them for, like, pizza sauce and stuff like that. But no one just goes, like, eating a tomato like an apple or anything like that. So instead, in that patch, we put in jalapeno Mm. plants. And so we're growing jalapenos. And then we're going to figure out exactly what the process is to dry them.
0: Nice. And then
3: um, I've got an old coffee coffee grinder I'm going to use to grind them up so we can have just unlimited... (laughs) Jars of jalapeno, dry and jalapeno. so, flakes. if you
0: ship those, let me know. And if you do a little drop off at EOP at outside the door, <laughs> let me know. I'll go pick some up. Okay, okay. I'm Will staying do. in the theme, and I thought it was boring, but I'm glad we're all talking food today because <laughs> I have been using instead of almond milk, instead of regular like dairy based milk, um, I've been using oat milk, and I don't know. Have you guys studied milk, but I actually heard um, Jillian Anderson talk the other day about oat milk and how much better it is for the environment that you leave less of a footprint in the production of it and that it doesn't have hormones in it. It's lower in fat and it's actually really good for you. So I bought a carton of oat milk and I thought, okay, let me try it out. Cause I just want to know. And it is so good. Like I've been away yeah. from dairy for a long time anyway, but the oat milk for me doesn't have a weird aftertaste. It doesn't feel heavy in my stomach and I'm really liking it. So then I realized you can make your own oat milk, like a chat You know how you can make rice water. You kind of do mm. oat milk the same way. So I'm going to experiment with it this week and I'll let you guys know if my homemade oat milk works, but I highly recommend it. And it's just better for the environment. It just uses less to produce and um i liked that concept so hmm, that's my tip pick of the week awesome. I even I should of try that yeah now. they sell it in the dairy <laughs> section just a carton of oat milk and yeah super cool so that's my pick and um all right steve we have one more thing we're gonna do with you before we let you go we have 10 fire questions for you some of them are one word answers some of them we'd like you to expand upon your answer a little bit but um okay Okay. Are you ready? Okay. I, I hope so. <laughs> They're not hard. Okay. All right. First one is football okay. or basketball?
3: Basketball. Amusement
0: park or day at the beach.
3: Amusement park. Which one? Absolutely. Which one? Oh Disneyland.
0: Exactly. Great annual passes. Pen or it's, pencil. It's a <laughs> Best Pen. thing about being male. <laughs> that was a good one, Daisy. It's <laughs> really good.
3: Uh, camping. That's yeah, okay.
0: not gender specific, though. Bathroom <laughs> problems.
3: No, it's a, camping as a male is the best way oh, to camp. Oh, True. Yeah, I envy that. Okay. Uh, <laughs>
0: only the camping. Favorite celebrity?
3: Bono. Where
0: are you from? Where's your family
3: Baking from? Field. <laughs> uh, Bakersfield. I <Okay. laughs> was the fourth I ge- was Holy the fourth cow. generation okay. to get oh,
0: Yes. Okay. Gold or silver? Yeah. Favorite song?
3: Silver. Uh, one okay. by YouTube.
0: And the last question: best habit. Oh man.
3: Uh, oh, servitude.
0: True. Yeah. I, I that's agree. That's a with good that. one. I agree with that about you. Um, okay, well, thanks for answering our fire question, Steve. Are there any thoughts you want to leave us with before we kind of close out?
3: Um, you know, um, man, this is really good. I, I was really surprised how quickly this went. This mm-hmm. whole like almost 40 we're getting minutes good.
0: Um, <laughs> and, Shameless uh, plus down to the Right.
3: <laughs> yeah, just just two things. I want to. I want to. You know tell all of you how much I appreciate the work you're doing. Um, I've shared this podcast out people I've been listening to it. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's really good what you're doing. And it's, it's part of a movement that I I didn't even talk about with any of you. And that's, I'm trying to get more statewide community. Um, you're doing it with your other guardian scholars and resilient scholars programs across the state. Um, I'm trying to do it on my end with the EOP statewide, trying to come up with a collective idea of summer bridge. Um, so I really appreciate what you're doing, and you've done a—you know—it it seems like a professional production. You know, I—I um, I, I was expecting a bunch of static and a bunch of—you know—a bunch of. <laughs> I'm, probably, I'm probably saying mm, and "ah" way more than anything. Jordan's <laughs> probably gonna have a bunch of notes for me, but um, that's because I, I, I haven't scripted this out. But I do want to appreciate—I I do want to tell you—I appreciate everything that you've done um, to get this up and running, and it's—it's it's great work. So I hope—I hope you keep that up. And then um, to the listeners, I know that there are guardians listening and there are guardians across the state listening. Um, and that's my last piece of advice in coping with everything, not just, not just with the COVID-19 and pandemic, but with um, everything else that you're going through in your life, whether it be housing displacement, you know, changing from high school to college, stuff like that. Um, and this is one from just being old as I am, um, and it might not make sense right now, but just let go yes. of everything that you can't control. Um, so much that we see on TV where you see like, you know, you know I, I get mad when I see protesters holding guns in mm-hmm. front of a governor's office saying, open up our state. I think that that's it, it fills me with this kind of rage. But I have to let that go. Yes. I can't control what those people do. They're in <laughs> Michigan. I'm nowhere near them. Um, so it's very easy when we're connected through the Internet and through TV to see things that make us angry or, or get our ire up or, or get our blood pressure up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to let that go. You know, a lot of these things that we're worried about this anxiety that we're feeling about this, let, you can't control it. Just let it go. You can't control what other people are doing. Just control yourself. Um, keep yourself happy and healthy and safe. Um, and that's, that's the most important thing to let everyone else do whatever they're going to do. If they're going to screw up, they're going to screw up, but uh, let go of those things that you can't. And control. I just want
0: to like leave with, we're still here and you all listeners are not alone. And yes, we're moving into summer, which for some people, particularly Guardian Scholars, sometimes feels like a desolate period. And don't let it be. Reach out. Um, tap into your resources. Access the people who are trying to access you. And uh, and thank you. Like Thank you for listening to us. And um, this little segment will follow with our social media handles. Please find us. Please contact us. And thanks, everybody, for being here. And thank you, Steve, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. All your contributions and you being candid with us and so supportive. All right, talk to Absolutely. you guys later. Thank bye. You so much, bye, you bet. bye,
2: bye everyone. Bye.